Welcome to the Vital Health Podcast. I'm Jodie Duval and I'm a functional naturopath in Perth, WA. This is a place where you can expand your knowledge on how to optimise your health and realise your full potential. We'll have cutting-edge information with expert guests and having lots of fun along the way. Get ready to be empowered and motivated to reach your higher vitality and find your ultimate potential. Let's go! Today, I had the pleasure to chat with the wise and beautiful Ingrid Delau, co-founder and chief product officer at Tussol. So we discussed growing up and our inner child, vulnerability, being a mum, postpartum depression, healing from Crohn's and Ingrid's incredible story, chemical and toxins, glyphosate damage and vitamin D, toxic cotton, beauty and personal products, the current health system and where they may be missing the connections, importance of water and magnesium bicarbonate recipe, what it actually takes to get well, and Tussol and the powerful ingredients designed to heal and make it easy, and other go-to health routines and supplements that Ingrid uses. Daily routines she can't live without, plus lots, lots more. So Ingrid Delau is a wellness expert living in Los Angeles. She's been featured in New York Times best-selling books, number one podcasts, and has been written about in magazines such as Vogue, The Guardian, Malibu Magazine, and more. Born and raised in Mexico City, she is the co-founder and health formulator at Tussol Wellness. She's passionate in everything biohacking and loves to spend time learning everything there is to know about your cells. Ingrid has spent years studying functional nutrition and is a superfood expert. She formulated the Tussol smoothie collection that cured both her Crohn's and postpartum depression within a period of four months. Enjoy this wonderful chat with Ingrid. Hey Ingrid, thanks for coming on for your afternoon or your nighttime, my morning. Yeah, it's evening. It's uh, five around 5 p.m. here. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, pleasure. Um, I've been super excited to ask you so many questions, um, hearing more and more and more about you and your your amazing smoothies, which got it all started, but then more and more. So um, I'm super excited to dive into all these questions with you today. Yeah, I can't wait. Let's, let's, let's get on it. <laughs> so you have an incredible history um, and in relation to, to healing um, as well as being a mum. So give me a little bit of a, a start-up to where, where this sort of journey started for you, where you've ended up now. Well, it was definitely a long journey. I could tell you right now, um, if you would have talked to me six years ago, I had no idea what the other side of, 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 I mean, I, I, I was that typical girl that, that I grew up with, with boys in my house and, uh, I would eat like my brother. I would go to, um, fast food maybe three times a week. And I hadn't, I didn't know how to cook at all. And so I grew up in a, a, with a Mexican, um, background, I'm Mexican yeah. And um and so the Mexican food is delicious but it's very unhealthy everything's fried. <laughs> and so I had a lot of the things that I, I learned I had to basically unlearn. I had to unlearn a lot of things. And um and but it got to the point that um I think it was around the time I turned 29 I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Mm. Um oh and um, I also had a um, heterotopic pregnancy. Um, so for those of you that don't know what a heterotopic pregnancy is, 
it's basically two simultaneous pregnancies with separate implantation sites. So I had uh, my baby was in the uterus and the other one was in uh, the fellow got stuck in the fallopian tube. So that had to be removed uh, while I was pregnant. I had to go through surgery. Oh my goodness. Um, and then after that, I was uh, diagnosed with uh, appendicitis and, uh, and then I had my son and I was hit pretty hard with postpartum depression. So I was basically your Humpty Dumpty. Everything was broken. And I was only 29 and I felt like I was 85 years old. Like I would ask myself, like, how old are you? And I remember thinking, like, you feel like you're 85. Like I couldn't walk for more than five minutes because I would feel tired. Um, I was gaining so much weight. Um, and this was my schedule. I would wake up around nine or 10 just because I had to feed my son. And then by around noon, I was, that's it. It was the, the end of my day. I had to go to sleep and I slept oh my goodness. the entire day onto the next day. So my whole day, I remember just being, everything was groggy. Like I walked around, like it felt like I was drunk. Um, and it's, you know, if you've never experienced, or if you know someone that had, if you don't know anyone that has Crohn's, it basically feels, everything I eat feels like you, you're eating a Brillo pad and it's going through your and it just hurts. And uh, you naturally become antisocial because it's like, why go to a party if you already know that you're going to be bloated and hurting? Why, yeah. why go meet with people? Because it's just the pain. It just, the pains are just, you can't, you can't hold a conversation with people. And so I became very, very antisocial. Naturally, I had um, a lot of depression. And one thing that people don't talk about is that you know, as your body is accumulating toxins, you're also accumulating the worst thoughts in your brain. And you start to become very, very negative and very, um, you know, it became very dark. And so every, every thought in my head was like, what's the point of living? Why am I here if I'm in pain? And I think people would be happier if I wasn't here. That's what I was thinking every single day. My goodness. So um, I decided to search for the best gastrointestinal doctor. And I thought, mm -hmm. okay, this person, I don't care how much money I'm going to spend, but uh, this person is supposed to be the best. I'm going to make an appointment. Mm -hmm. So it took me about six months to get an appointment with this person. Um, I walked into the best clinic. I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is it. Like she's going to fix everything. And my first meeting with this person was about five minutes. She looks at me, she looks at my paperwork. Oh yeah, you have Crohn's. Um, you know, there's nothing you could do about it. It's genetics. So what, we're, what I'm going to give you is this prescription for steroids. And you're gonna take this for the rest of your life. And at that point, I looked at her and I said, are you sure it has nothing to do with what I'm eating? Because I had, I had prepared myself for this meeting. I had made a list of the, everything that I was eating throughout the day and everything that I was doing. And she looks at me, she says, no, it has nothing to do with food. It has to do with your genes. And so she gave me a prescription. And uh, I remember going to the, the pharmacy and um, I, I realized that 
my my insurance was not going to cover this this prescription and so it was about a thousand dollars a month that I had to out of pocket that I had to spend for this medication and I could not afford it there's no way I could afford a thousand dollars a month for medication that I I, I was supposed to have for the rest of my life Mm. So, but I, I took it, I was on that medication for a few months and uh, it made me, it, it did clear some of the um, bloating and some of the, um, not to be too much information TMI, but I mean, <laughs> Go for have, it. <laughs> yeah, when you have Crohn's, one of the symptoms that I was ashamed of, because I didn't want to tell anyone, I was very embarrassed, but one of the symptoms is bloody stools. Mm. And so I, you know, by the time I got to this doctor, it had been maybe a year that I hadn't even told my husband at that time because I was so embarrassed. My goodness. I hadn't told anyone, but it got so bad that I finally spoke up and I said, hey, listen, I have bloody stools. I've been having bloody stools for the past year and this is what's wrong with me. Um, so, um, I mean, this was no way to live. I, I told myself like, you know, it did clear some of the symptoms, but, but it made my depression even worse. It made other symptoms. I was itchy. I got eczema from that. It was just bad. So I told myself it was the beginning of the year. And I know it sounds so cliche because I never done New Year's resolutions. But my New Year resolution was, Ingrid, if you don't do anything about your health, there's no point for you to live. Like you can't live like this. And I remember telling myself, the only thing I want, I didn't want to lose weight. I didn't care about that. I didn't want to look pretty. I didn't care about that. I just wanted to have enough energy so I could be a mom and play with my son. That's all I wanted. Yeah. So um, the beginning of the year, I said, okay, well, let's research. What is dieting? What's, what's healthy out there? And for anyone out there that has Googled this before, what is the perfect diet? You're going to be overwhelmed with a lot of <laughs> information. I put a lot of this information in the back burner because it was so overwhelming. And, um, you know, so around that time, I was like, okay, well, I have to dig through all the information and find what is going to work for me. And I remember telling myself, like, wow, like, am I going to eat lettuce and tomatoes and boiled chicken like this, like this Instagram girls? Like, what, what, what? It sounds boring. So, um, um, so I hired a, a personal trainer. I said, okay, well, somebody has to come to my house and literally get me out of bed. That's the first thing I have to do. So I hired this personal trainer. Uh, would come to my house three times a week. And then I said, okay, well, if I'm spending money on this trainer, I might as well like really wake up with dieting. So that's when I went into the rabbit hole of, of, of trying to figure out what was wrong with me and, and the best, best, the, the best way to eat. And um, early on, early on, I, re- I learned that there was not going to be a guru there was not going to be a doctor. There's not, there wasn't going to be anybody else that was going to get me out of this hole. Mm. It was myself. I had to get myself out because a lot of people think that, oh, this guru knows everything. This person's going to help me. And no, the person that's going to help you is you. And so um, that was the hard reality. My goodness. And yeah, so... 
so that's where everything started. Uh, my, my, my love for health, um, dependent on my life. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Um, and to have that realization, I know it doesn't seem like it, but at 29, I think it's a blessing, isn't it? That you've, you've come to that point in a way that now you can completely, and you have turned your life around and for your son as well. And to be, to be present there and when, when, when there's health that's missing from your life, it's the only thing that you want back. And it's, um, you know, I, I see it on a daily basis, people just wanting to be able to have some more energy in the day. And I think that motivation to be playing with your, your son or your family on being that best person for them to then look up to as well, I think that's, that's an amazing um, a pusher, I guess, in the right direction. It's, a, yeah. it's an incredible that's story. Fun. That's one of the main things people have had to find. It's it's if, if you don't have children, find that motivation, find that 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 thing that's that 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 mission in your life. Mm. That's that's very important. Um, and um, you know, for for those of you that don't know what Crohn's disease is, basically an inflammatory bowel disease. It causes inflammation and scarring in the lining of both the small and the the large intestines. So, um, you know, and, and, and this is it. There was a series of events that got me to Crohn's disease. I didn't, I didn't wake up with Crohn's disease. It was over time, a series of events that was gonna, that, that gave me Crohn's disease. And there was gonna, there's only gonna be a series of events that's gonna get me out of Crohn's disease. You're not, there's no magic pill. No, there's no magic pill for anything, is there? <laughs> no, there's a series of things that got me there. And there's a series of things that, that, that got me out of there. And so, you know, because the body is always giving you the cues and it's always asking you for help. Mm. Um, it's, it, and for me, now that I look back, the first cues was my energy declining. And um, then it was bloating here and there. And there was uh, a problem sleeping. Those are the common symptoms from probably for every chronic disease out there. Low, low uh, energy loss and uh, problem sleeping. That's when you start. If you're 29 years old and you're having issues with that, there's, you're, you're heading into a bad direction. Absolutely. So did you, did you sort of, did you have any inkling before you actually got diagnosed? Did you think there was something seriously, as seriously wrong as that to, you know, going on? Or, or was it just something that you just went, you know what, no, nah, that wouldn't happen to me? Um, no, I mean, I had, I mean, like I said, a whole year of, of symptoms and I had already looked it up and I had the idea. I mean, I went like, I think everybody goes to WebMD and they give you yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, I had, a list, yes, I had a list of thing, 10 things that were possibly wrong with me. And one of them was Crohn's and the other one was uh, cancer. Hmm. The first question I asked the doctor, are you sure I don't have uh, cancer in the colon? Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, and just here's the thing. It's, it's, we blame, you know, the cues that the body tells you, we blame them on, on everyday stress or we blame them on work. Oh, I can't sleep because work or I can't sleep because, you know, we put excuses uh, and we drag the symptoms around like an extra heavy baggage in, the, in an airport, right? Mm, yeah, with, with terminal to take and not knowing what, what our final destination is. That's pretty much. <laughs> how I felt 
And with, with the medical system, and I wanted to actually talk to you about this because it's very different to here in Australia and to the US. And I do talk to a lot of colleagues and friends over in the US about this. Um, you know, it's, it's very expensive to become sick in the US. And, it, you know, the insurances and the, the medical costs in Australia, we are relatively lucky, I think, in a, in a way and, and not in a way. I think it actually is, is a blessing over in the US where you guys have better options or maybe you're pushed because of financial reasons to find other options. And whereas in Australia here, we, we have everything. Well, we can, we can get surgeries for free. We can get medications for free. You know, so it can be easy to get stuck on the, on the, the bandwagon as such to, to go, well, we'll just stay with this. This is easy. This doesn't cost me anything anyway. So this is my magic pill and I don't need to find any other reasons. Yeah. But with, with you, for example, I think even that $1,000 a month hit really gave you that motivation, I would say, to, to, to find something else. Like you can't live like that and have that. And there's, that was no other option for you. There was no other option. And, but, but, but the thing about pharmaceuticals is that they always have a side effect. Oh, absolutely. And so, yeah, they fix one thing, but they make other things worse. So you're always going to be in this, in this, in this system. And, um, and then maybe, and then what a lot of people do is, okay, well, there's the side effects for that. Let me take some medications for those side effects. Mm. <laughs> and then you start chasing symptoms, right? Absolutely. Without any, without symptom any after symptom, symptoms. medication after yeah. medication. So what got me to there, that's what, that's what people need to wake up and figure out because no one's going to figure it out for you. You're the only one that's going to figure out for yourself. What got you there? What happened? And most and people know what got them there. And it, it's just a matter of, uh, do, I mean, do I want to look back and change all these things and change my life? And most people feel comfortable the way they're living, but it's, 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 yes, it's really uncomfortable to make a lot of changes. I had to make so many changes. Um, but in the end, um, yes, it is, the, 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 it is expensive to get sick here in the U.S. And that's why I tell people, well, I know that you buying grass fed and buying all organic is expensive, but trust me, when you get sick, that's nothing compared to the medical bill that you're going to get. Absolutely. And even here, you know, it's, it's so much more expensive in so many different ways, not just financial to be sick and, and, and the, the road back to wellness can be long and it can teach you a lot at the same time, which I think is a blessing, but it, it's, it's so many more things than just the financial burden. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, so one of the first, first things I looked into was, um, okay. So if Western medicine is not helping I know that there is other this there's other things natural things that I could take that I could um uh so one of the th first things that I started doing was okay so obviously western medicine is not helping and pharmaceuticals are not helping they're just making things worse mm. so let me check out what Eastern medicine has been doing for the past, you know, thousands of years. And I got in, someone gave me a, a book about uh, Chinese medicine and I absolutely fell in love 
with, with I mean, it just makes, it's just common sense, really. Yeah. It is common sense. And thousands and thousands of years. Like, how can you go wrong over that many years? <laughs> it's been proven. Yes, and all, a lot of the pharmaceuticals are trying to mimic what these natural plants do. The reason why, you know, I mean, they're not making money out of this turmeric or all these other natural ingredients is because there's no money to be made there. You can't, you can't uh, put a, 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 you can't own turmeric. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's better to mimic it. <laughs> And Absolutely. Make, make it synthetically. And so um, so one of the things I looked at, so I, I, after reading this book, I started reading uh, Ayurveda medicine. And then I started reading Aztec medicine. And I was like, wow, there is a parallel in these three, three uh, ways of, of thinking and these ways of uh, this, this knowledge. Mm. And so um, I started digging into natural plants. And the 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 uh, once I started to dig into a natural plants, I basically fell in love with with the synergy between plants. So when you start combining plants based on their enzymes and how you could boost each other's properties, to me that was gold. I was like, wait a minute, are you telling me that maca, this root in maca, which is a root from Peru, uh, if I mix this maca with chaga, which is a mushroom, uh, a Chinese mushroom. If I mix this two, you're telling me that there's an enzyme in maca that will boost the properties of chaga and they will boost each other. <laughs> uh, and magic. so, I, yeah, it was magic. For me, it was like a Jenga puzzle. And so um, I started making myself, um, I wanted something nutrient dense that I could take in the mornings. And, um, I, you know, I'm not really good at taking supplements. I forget. Mm-hmm. At one point, I had a whole list of supplements that I was taking. I was taking over, I don't know how many, like 30 different supplements. And I had a schedule for the supplements. Okay, at 10 a.m., I'm going to take turmeric. At 2 p.m., I'm going to take uh, tyrosine. At this time, I'm going to take the... It, was, it became really complicated. And I told myself, well, why don't I just make it into my daily breakfast routine? And also pre-digested food, basically, every, if I put it in the blender, it will help my body get more energy and it doesn't have to digest it. All this, um, all this um, I, I could help my, my body digest the food. Mm-hmm. And so I started um, um, looking at my ailments. Okay, what's wrong with me? Great, I have inflammation. What are the things that I, that, that I know that, or the herbs that are known to, fight inflammation great i had a list of 10 things let's make that into a smoothie and uh what okay i have gray hair because i have so much gray hair like what are the things that 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 are causing my hair my hair to to turn gray oh wow i'm missing copper i'm missing this i'm missing that what are the what these things are found in natural foods great let's put a miss let's make a list and then make that into a smoothie so i had i don't know maybe like 20 different smoothies <laughs> for different things that were wrong with me. And, um, and I started taking them. And uh, every day, every day I was taking, I was, uh, that was my breakfast for the day. And uh, for breakfast and lunch, I was eating just, you know, whole foods. And uh, within, I want to say within a month, 
my and at this time, I just at this time I stopped taking the 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 steroids. I wasn't taking any medications whatsoever. You just um, went, did you just go cold turkey? I straight off? Cold turkey. I'm yeah. like, this is, I'm going to stop these medications. They're not, not taking me anywhere. Yeah. And uh, so within a month, my energy picked up and I started, I lost all my weight and I had the energy to, and the motivation to continue. I was like, wait a minute, this is working. Like mm. this is making a huge difference in my life. And so I just went into that. I mean, I went into the rabbit hole of studying more and more and more. I want to know more about like the active ingredients in each of these superfoods. And um, I want to know how they work. I want to know what they do in the brain. And I I want to know how they interact with the different organs. I want to know what happens. And so I started studying the superfoods and, 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 uh, so after, after I say a month and a half, I started to go to people's houses. And look, I've always been the person that I suck at making money. I don't know how to make money. I, <laughs> I'm always a person that likes to give away stuff. And I never... I, I can relate. Like, I can relate. Right? <laughs> when I was 20, I started a swimsuit company. And um, I, I hired this guy that was making all the swimsuits. And um, the company when I mean I had to close it because the inventory went to my friends went to my family <laughs> oh, and I, I love your swimsuits oh here take one. Yeah, have some <laughs> I can so relate I'm, I'm yeah. more of a, a giver than a taker <laughs> I've always been like that I've always been like that and so with the smoothies I, I said okay I gotta go to people's houses I gotta mm-hmm. just spread the word and tell people like well, this is this is gonna help you so I started to ask my friends and, and, fa- and my family around Malibu, like, okay, what's wrong with you? What's your ailment? Mm. Oh, I don't have energy. I don't have this. This is wrong with me. Great. I'm coming to your house and I'm making you a 30-day smoothie supply based on your ailments. And um, I had, I mean, I was going to people. I was, I think I went to, within a month, I had like maybe 40 people that had visited. Oh, Wow. <laughs> You're amazing. Being unwell and then just spreading the love as quick as, as quickly like as you could. Three days of smoothies for you. What you want? And so it's, <laughs> it's, it started to pick up in Melbourne. I was not make, I mean, I was happy not making money. I was just I wanted to make people happy. Mm. And um, I came across uh, one of my friends. Well, one of the people that I went to help. He happened to be a venture capitalist, and he said you know, have you ever, you know, made this or, or, or thought about making it into, into a business? I have no idea how to do that. It's like, why don't you uh, partner up with my daughter? He, she's, she's a, a genius marketer. And, but she has, uh, uh, you guys could you know, help each other out. Mm. And so that's, that's how Tuso was born. Um, Tuso, it's a beautiful brand and it, and it looks stunning as well as uh, uh, it suits you to a T. I think it's just, as well it's just very much very much you comes out in the branding as well here's a box if you guys have never heard of two souls so it comes in a little box and then you have the five smoothies so there's five different functions because i you know i realized that there's five things that are making people premature age and the five things are uh you got oxidative stress Uh uh-huh yeah um then you have the gut imbalance. 
Wow. And then you have uh, cognitive decline, which is this one. This one's the banana chaga, and it has uh, uh, medicinal mushrooms in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got the energize uh, for neurotransmitters. It's more for mood. Uh, it's for dopamine. Yeah. And um, and then you have this one, which is uh, the uh, anti-inflammation one. So inflammation is another cause for premature aging. So this one's the turmeric, curcumin, and ginger. And so um, these are. You know, I always tell people, take them together. Uh, it's like one for every day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to, to Friday. And uh, they work together. They're meant to work together. That's amazing. Yeah, I would um, I'd love to get them over here because there's, there's nothing really. We, we have some product. Like a friend of mine um, has a super health company here and he blends up. Um, so I've got one here on my shelf. So super. Um, oh, it's, oops. Revive. So, you know, it's kind of like they're, they're, throwing, they're throwing in all the medicinal mushrooms. They've got kakadu plum, which is some of the Australian, um, you know, vitamin, high vitamin C, antioxidants, as well as black pepper and corella and things like that. But I love the way that you've separated all of those out into an easy follow-on daily habit, I guess. Um, yeah. and, and so I hear they taste amazing, whereas this, it does, it's really, really good, but it tastes very green. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, and I, I love the branding too. So well, thank amazing. you. Yeah. One of the things I learned early on is that we're we're just eating the same thing over and over. And if you think about your breakfast, your lunch, and your dinner, it's just oh. basically the same thing. Absolutely. You walk, walk into the supermarket and you get the same thing. The the you get um, it's just different species. But I mean, broccoli is the same species as cauliflower. Mm-hmm. And, you're basically eating the same species, but we're meant to be to uh, to to that di- we we need to diverse our our our, our, our food oh, because that's absolutely. the only way we could get our our uh, um, gut bacteria to be more to flourish to be more mm-hmm. diverse. So they depend on diversity and food diversity, and we don't have that today. I mean, we're just so and so processed so dehydrating you know and just you know let alone the oils and you know all of that advanced glycation products that are just aging us like you say and causing all of that inflammation and much much like in america and australia we have the sad diet we have the yeah. you know standard australian diet and the standard american diet and um where we're following quite quickly on on you know the the horrible eating patterns that we you know, have habits of that we just go to quite quickly. And no wonder we have high rates of depression, obesity, diabetes, all these metabolic inflammatory conditions that could be prevented by more diversity and fresh food, let alone organic. You know, it's, there's yeah. so many aspects to where we could be improving our diets, but we just fall into a trap. And, and that's where easy things like the, the daily smoothie is a good way out to change slowly that diversity as well as, you know, wanting your bacteria to actually want, want something different because we, it's amazing. I find this is the most fascinating thing about our bacteria can actually make us want what we want. And we, not, we have no idea about gut bacteria. Yeah. 10, 15 years ago, we had no idea about that. And we had no idea that it's keeping us alive. Get rid of all the bacteria, see what happens. Yeah, right? yeah we die. Absolutely. Yeah. And so the importance of, of diversifying your, your gut bacteria because they synthesize a lot of a lot of a lot of your vitamins, a lot of hormones, a lot of things. Um, 
they make your cholesterol. Um, it's, it's, it's basically, you know, your immune system. Mm. So, um, so that's when I, that's what I really wanted to do. I wanted to diversify, um, um, you know, have biodiversity for, for the gut bacteria and uh, get out of the habits. And I know that people love convenience and that's why we go to the store and we just buy something that is just fast to make because nobody wants to be in the kitchen for 45 minutes for, you know, cooking your breakfast, cooking your lunch and cooking your dinner. Uh, right now. With, yeah. No. Not, not until you have the passion for it. Right. Yeah. And so we live in a, you know, in a society where it's just go, 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 rush, rush, you know, no time for anything. And so I understand that part. And that's why, you know, I, 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 that's why I made them for myself. I had jars and jars. So it's like a cool, I don't have to think about my breakfast. I could just grab a jar and just dump it in the, in, in the blender. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that, you know, and all my supplements are in there. So I know that I'm going to get a nutritious breakfast, nutrient more than my lunch or my dinner probably. Absolutely. So then what, what, what happened from there is that, you know, you had those, that first initial month and you felt obviously really good and then wanted to spread the word. How quickly did you feel, well, I guess not back to normal because you've probably never had that aspect of nutrition. You said that growing up, you know, that your diet wasn't ideal. So you must have had this amazing, complete new lease on life and feeling of, of, of clarity and all these things that would come about saying so like, wow, this is this is different. This is amazing. How can, how can people not feel like this? And I know I've felt the same in, in the past where I've been healing from something too. Yeah. So it's crazy because now I think about, you know, my, my whole, my mind, I feel like my, my, my whole brain detox. It was like all these negative thoughts mm. were completely gone Yeah, where there was a purpose of life. Life is actually beautiful. And I would sit outside and be like, wow, Life is incredible. How could I be thinking the, the, the other, the opposite? How could I, you know, ever think about that? But that's our reality. That's, you know, the, the, the thing that nobody talks about. It's, it's the accumulation of, of, of negative thoughts that, that in, in, in people's brains. Mm-hmm. And we carry that with, without speaking about it. And that's another thing that I wanted to talk about. Um, there is, after, you know, I started to feel better, I started to speak up about, Crohn's and started to speak about speak up about my 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 depression and all of that and and um, to my surprise I started to realize that the majority of people were going through uh, similar symptoms yeah so it's very very common for people to have gut issues very common and uh, do you know the number one reason why people miss work no is because of gut issues. Huh. bloating and feeling crap <laughs> literally exactly wow and so uh and you know i i started after i started to speak to people about this i wanted to spread the word because it, it, you shouldn't have shame yeah. of you should speak up i i think if i would you know talk to people sooner you know with, uh, about what was wrong with me, I could have fixed it earlier. But um, you shouldn't feel shame about anything to speak up. And believe me, people are always willing to help. Mm. It's, and, the, it's the humanity behind it all. And I think people really, so many things, I, my big belief is just speak because I think so many things are unspoken. 
you know, anything, you know, sex, sexuality, you know, obviously in my my clinic I talk about poo and wee and all, all that stuff, you know, stools and urine. It's something that I find just normality of every day but, you know, realising that people are, are, are hiding behind this and feeling ashamed and feeling stressed and manifesting these really toxic emotions and holding on to those in areas where it's going to cause disease. You know, it's huge. Yeah, and then we're also hoping, and I remember thinking the same, it's like, oh, it's going to go away. It's going to go away. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It, you're, you're continue, if you continue with the same life, it's just going to get worse. Yeah. It's just yeah. going to get worse. And so, um, yeah, and so that's, that's you know, and that's one of the ways I, I healed my postpartum depression, just, just, just speaking up about it um, and um, talking to other moms and talking to people and relating um so uh yeah postpartum really you know it's another taboo subject because nobody really wants to talk to talk about that and postpartum is it's very different from from normal depression because postpartum depression is the you know it's the inability to bond with your child yeah it's huge and and telling that to people is like oh i can't bond with my kid or "I, i see my kid as a stranger it's basically no people don't understand that people don't understand why you can't bond um so uh that was another shameful part about you know my what was wrong with me that I didn't want to talk about and so but after I started to open up I started to and 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 realize that wow like there's a lot of people that are going through that right now Mm. and um and, you know, I remember people coming to my house and meeting my son for the first time and, you know, typical, like, I'll bring you presents. Let me hold your son. Oh, my God, how beautiful. He has your same nose. He has your smile. And then I would look at people and, and I'd be like, and I, I remember thinking, like, but he's just a stranger to me. I see him as a stranger. Mm-hmm. It's someone that I'm supposed to take care of, but oh it's just a stranger to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and it's, it, it's really sad. And, um, I mean, there's ways to get out of there. And, um, you know, a lot of, you know, if you go to the doctor and you tell them that you have postpartum depression, they're going to probably put you into in antidepressants. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. it. That's their, that's their fix. Antidepressants. But it's not the same. And what I found uh, is, you know, is it, through my research is that there's a big, huge link when it comes to the levels of oxytocin because oxytocin is the bonding hormone, the love hormone. And especially as a new mother, you need to be secreting this hormone more, more so than ever. Absolutely. And a lot of the things that, that we're doing, especially in the hospital settings, it stops us from secreting oxytocin. So you, you go to this hospital, you have your baby and Basically, you are sleep deprived because you have nurses walking in every five minutes. They don't they don't respect your sleep. They have the lights on, fluorescent lights <laughs> that, that kill your melatonin. So you, therefore you have no sleep. And if there's no melatonin, there's not going to be oxytocin. So when there's uh, low levels of melatonin, then you're going to have low levels of oxytocin. Yeah. And then you have what else do you have? You're stressed out. <laughs> yeah, it's all, and, all the all the drugs that they give you. 
And you know, let's talk about all the drugs that they give you at the hospital. They give you antibiotics. They give your child antibiotics. Yeah. Uh, here, here in the U.S., I don't know what happens over there, but you know, people don't know that the little drops that they put in the kids, the baby's eyes, um, the lubricant that they put in the baby's eyes, that's an antibiotic. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on that we don't know, and I I'm passionate about this, having had two of my very own different births making that awareness well known and not you know not just the the postpartum but the aspect of the whole lead up into during pregnancy as well as birth is super important yeah oh yeah it's so it's so important and um you know oxytocin is producing the hypothalamus and it's part of the brain and it's uh released by the pituitary gland and um so if you have, you know, one of the things that could damage the, the you know, the making of oxytocin is, is fluoride. And because, it's all, because it's released by the pituitary gland, so fluoride really messes with your pituitary gland. So that's one thing. So that's why I'm so passionate about water. So what's in your water? I know here in the U.S. they put so much fluoride in the water, not to mention the toothpaste and and. and and everything that that we ingest so much fluoride, um, and then you have uh, lack of sleep uh, also affects your hypothalamus, and then we have um, you we have uh, um, I mean we're not the reality is that we're not taking enough vitamin C, and I mean vitamin C not by not not through a bottle of ascorbic acid. It's not the same as vitamin C from a fruit, but now you have the people that are so scared of sugar and I'm so scared of, of, uh, you know, I had a lot of customers that tell me, well, I, I can't put any fruit because it's sugar in, in my smoothies. It's like, but you don't understand. You have the polyphenols, you got the antioxidants, you got the fiber. Like so much more to it. Fiber. Only 5% of Americans get the right amounts of fiber. Like oh. what happens to the 95% we have this fiber gap. And it catches all our toxins. Like, how do we get those toxins out? That's one of the ways. And yeah, and people don't know that fiber is it's, it's basically the Uber. It Ubers the 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 micro the probiotics uh, into the colon, and it's also the Uber for antioxidants because a lot of the antioxidants get destroyed in, in the in the gut by your by your um, by your uh, by your hydrochloric acid, but if there's fiber present, those antioxidants will bind into the fiber and then they will make it into the colon. Absolutely. So, so there's so many things that, 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 you know, that we're depleted on and let's, let's talk about, um, so that's vitamin C, uh, and, uh, magnesium. That's another one that helps, uh, with oxytocin. We are basically the entire world is depleted in magnesium because our soils are depleted. Absolutely. Everywhere. Everywhere. So, so it's, it's, it's so important. And, um, you know, that you, you could stop postpartum depression if you take care of your oxytocin and you could take care of, uh, those, those things you get, you know, you get enough vitamin C, you have enough magnesium, you have, um, 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 you know, I have a whole list of that, but, Mm. uh, there's also lactobacillus ruteri, which is a, 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 a strain 
that it's also, especially if you got um, antibiotics in the hospital, like this is the strain that you need to make uh, oxytocin. Absolutely. And did you know that lactobacillus ruteri comes from, they've derived it from human breast milk. That is not around in human breast milk any longer. That's it. There you go. There you go. go. (laughs) On magnesium, I think that's super important. And do you know what I did before my second home, my, my second birth, which was a home birth? I went and floated in um, some of these float float labs that we have here um, regularly in my pregnancy, not just because it felt good, but also because it was really high in magnesium sulfate that was absorbed quite easily by the body. And I, yeah. And I recommend so many women. And you know, the funny thing is I went in and I was one day before my due date (laughs) and I walked into the float float place and they're like looking at me going, Oh, you're, you look like you're about to burst. I'm like, yeah, I am. (laughs) They're like, do you want to have a float? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Could I have a float, please? They're like, as long as your waters don't break in the water, like, like, please don't. You can tell. Like, you can't really tell that stuff. So they're like, okay, okay. So then I, I had my float. Felt amazing. Got home that night, making dinner, and I looked down and I'm like, hang on a second. Why is this wee going for too long? This is crazy. Like, what's going on? <laughs> so my waters had broken almost immediately since I'd gotten home because I was and I was super relaxed. I was so you know just just in my own element and I was, you know, zoned out because of the whole float as well. And then next day, you know, a couple of hours labour and in the water out comes my little girl. So, you know, there's there's a lot to say for um, looking after your body as well as those magnesium levels, I think, just for so many aspects of muscle relaxation to um, the oxytocin mm-hmm. aspect, you know, super important. And then don't forget things like placenta. I don't know what you think about that, but... Um, women, and it's a bit anecdotal, uh, I myself, I had, I kept both of my placentas. I know this is probably way too much information for most listeners, but I'm not really bothered by that. Um, my midwife, you know, in our kitchen, cut it, cut it up for me and had little bits in my super smoothies <laughs> every day. Oh, no, that's the way to go. And if you, yeah. you, if you, here in the US, if you don't want your placenta, they'll sell it. <laughs> they encapsulate them. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they'll sell it for you. It's like, oh, you don't want it? Cool. We're not going to throw it out. We'll sell that. <laughs> and it's, it's rich in the nutrients. And I think that's a, a lot to say for, for postpartum and nutrient reabsorption for women. Um, and that's why they've done that for thousands of years. And that's why the animal kingdom in general does that, you know, eating their placentas after they've given birth. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, 100%. I mean... And, you know, after giving birth, your stress levels are way up. So the more stress that you have, you need more, uh, you're going to need more magnesium, mm, right? Absolutely. And, and so, so it's one of those things where, where that, that, I mean, I wish they had that in the hospitals, those floating tanks for, for women. Yeah. How good would that be? Or even, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go in there and then come out and have your baby. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But you see the whole hospital setting is just kills. It's just a killer for oxytocin. And so. And fear. Yeah. And oxytocin is, is, is also directly involved in, in, in the milk ejection reflex. So, so when you're um, giving your child, when you put your child in your breast, that's you're releasing oxytocin. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) But you know, when I had my son, it's, it's one of those things where they had me on antibiotics and they had me on pain medication and they had me on, they put him in the, uh, the, uh, uh, intensive care. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why is because I, I, I was, um, I had a high fever. And so he came out with a fever and the fever was from, from pushing for like nine hours straight. Oh and so, so they got paranoid. And I remember uh, I was not able to move my, my whole, my muscles paralyzed. And I remember the nurse walking into the, the room and said, Hey, uh, I need you to sign this. And I looked at her and I said, I, I can't sign this. I don't even know what I'm signing. I need you to sign this because uh, we're going to have to put your son in the, the intensive care because he has a fever just in case he could have this, that, that he, she gave me a whole like list of the things that he could have, but it's just the hospital doesn't want to get sued. Right. Absolutely. They're covering themselves every minute. Oh yeah. So I remember I couldn't, I mean, I was seeing double. Mm. Uh, and I remember like she grabbed my hand, put it on the line where you sign and she goes, just make, make an X. And like mm. she moved the paper so I could make that X. I will never forget that. Um, so they took my son into the intensive care and he was there for about 10 days. So just injecting him with antibiotics in basically all day in, with the syringes. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, like I, I'd wake up and they, and then I would be on my way to the intensive care to feed my son. Oh no, no, don't worry. We already fed him. Well, what'd you give him? I give we give him formula. We have really good formula here. <laughs> so it's like you know by the time I took my son home there's no way he didn't want to take my breast mm. so it's 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 they they started giving him formula before they even asked isn't that crazy oh my goodness and it probably would have been on the form that you signed that you didn't know or couldn't read and had no idea no I still this day I have no idea what I signed oh my goodness and that you know that in itself set you up to you know, the circumstances surrounding all of that, that, you yeah. know, initially that, that the healing and the emotionality that comes from having a baby. Um, and I think a lot of women don't realize this. And I, I try and relay this to as many women as I can, is that the growth that happens when we're pregnant and actually deciding or having a baby and then the, the birthing process is we're rebirthing ourselves. And if we're not supported the way that we should be, through that process, then it's really hard to come back out the other side um, without that lift up of, you know, whoever's around us. And in those circumstances and most hospital circumstances, women are just thrown out and there you go, you know, good luck. And, you know, where's my, where's my community? Where's my um, support network? There's so many things that we don't have available to us that we we used to you know in tribes and things like that ancestrally exactly and then that's what I tell people all the time we're not meant to have you know just be you know just to a couple having a kid you mm. have you're meant to have a tribe where you 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 you're tired you pass on you know the child to somebody else that is also breastfeeding and they breastfeed your child and and, and it's, we're but we're not meant to be doing this no it's not on our own Absolutely not. I I mean, you could probably relate, but I remember being sleep deprived so much that I remember I was holding my son and I was hadn't slept for days. And I remember walking around the kitchen just just trying to make him go to sleep. And I remember falling asleep while I was holding my son, and I landed on the floor. And I'm like, "What is happening?" It's dangerous. So dangerous. And, you know, as, as, as you know, sleep deprivation can be, you know, it, it leads to very quick death because of the fact that it is so important to have sleep. Um, and, you know, m- myself, eight and a half years on, still I'm 
quite sleep deprived too. I'd, I'd have my sleep hasn't returned to 100% normal. No way, you know, still waking mm-hmm. up for the little ones. So women, you know, we, we have to deal with all this sort of stuff, plus also have um, lack of nutrients for not knowing how to care for ourselves or not being able to also care for ourselves in those times. Because how can you even, you've fallen asleep standing up, how can you go and make something good for yourself to eat? You don't want to. No, you don't want to. You just reach for what's, what's just easy. Just open up a package of crackers. Absolutely. And that's so funny because that's exactly what the hospital was giving me. I remember the nurse uh, it's like, oh, honey, you need to eat here. I'll give you some salty crackers with peanut butter and then just eat that so you can make more milk. And it's like, <laughs> you know, I think about that now and it's like, you know, we're, 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 we're so sick and we're, we're, we're eating all this food that is not nutrient dense and it's, 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 it's full of preservatives and it's full of, and it's killing our gut bacteria. And then we, that food is made to make the milk that we give to our children. <laughs> crazy isn't it and we do go through a small detox you know after we give birth as well so whatever we're holding in our body some of that you know comes out in the milk as well yeah exactly yeah and all that like I I know you think the same as me on on glyphosate you know like holy moly and we have the same issue in Australia like Europe now is thinking about it and I think some areas are banned but America and Australia they're just not catching up and it's 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 almost too late you know the the ground is already um, covered with it for for years and years now you know and our bodies are, are covered in it unfortunately oh I mean, don't get me started about glyphosate. <laughs> <laughs> can, there's so many things that we could get started on, isn't there? Glyphosate is, and, and, and that's, that's a good way to go because glyphosate is another killer for oxytocin. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, it, it, it's, it's I, I don't know. I mean, I, I hear so many people complaining about having a mask on their face, but no one's complaining about having glyphosate in their food. Like, <laughs> As angry as you are for wearing a mask, why aren't you angry that there's glyphosate, you know, there's pesticides in your food? And for those of you that don't know or not familiar with glyphosate, it's basically the main ingredient to Roundup. Uh, the gly for glyphosate stands for glycine, which is an amino acid that is prevalent in collagen. And collagen is a main protein in the connective tissues of, of your skin. And um, so it's also uh, glyce. So so you have glyphosate, and it has glyce. Uh, it's a gly- that glycine is attached to a methylphosphonyl group, which is a precursor for for chemical weapons. That's what glycine is. So your body sees the. I mean, that's what glyphosate is. So your body sees this 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 toxin as glycine, so it starts atta- attaching it to everywhere glycine would go. And it takes years and years and years to leave your body because it becomes part of your matrix. It becomes part of your skin. It becomes part of your muscles. Mm. And really affects your liver because it, it just kills a lot of the enzymes that you need to... One of the enzymes, it's a, a cyto... Uh, what is it called? Uh, Cytochrome. Cyto- Cytochrome P54. Yeah. P450, P450. P450. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is, uh, you know, a lot of people, that's why a lot of people <laughs> that get their, 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 their vitamin D levels checked, you know, everyone comes low in vitamin D. Why? Because this enzyme is the one that 
uh, is you, your liver makes vitamin D active from the sun. Yeah. So if this enzyme is destroyed by, gly by glyphosate, you're going to have very low levels of, of vitamin D because you're not going to be able to properly activate it. That, that's nuts. It's crazy. You know, here in Australia, you know, we've got a huge amount of sun, as you, you're aware. We have, again, the same thing. We have huge amounts of deficiencies. Just recently, the doctors have said, well, the labs, we're not testing. We're not actually testing vitamin D anymore. So I've been requesting my clients' tests. No, we're not going to do it anymore because everyone's deficient. Are you kidding me? Have you guys even thought about the fact of why we're deficient? We have sun. <laughs> you know, it's cholesterol, obviously. There's glyphosate. There's, you know, proper absorption of it because we don't, with the inflammation levels in the liver. You know, iron's the same with women. It's so, it's so prevalent. Every, every woman that comes in here is vitamin D and iron deficient. It's crazy. <laughs> no, it, it, it's insane. And, you know, glyphosate started as a, um, it was a chelator. So, so in the, around the 1960s, uh, glyphosate was used to get, remove all the mineral deposits from showers or from boilers. And so you would put glyphosate and it would basically uh, attach it to the minerals and that's it. That's what people would, would get rid of the mineral deposits. Yeah. So, and then around the, uh, it was around the 1970s is when this, this guy from Monsanto, um, discovered that this was a great way to kill weeds to, um, because it, it, it binds their minerals and it basically, uh, it's a good way to, to, to kill the weeds. And so what happens when you ingest glyphosate in your body? You, I mean, we're already mineral deficient. We're already magnesium deficient. And now you're adding these toxins that you're having for breakfast, you're having for lunch, you're having for dinner, and you're having it for snacks. It's everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. It's everywhere. It's in everywhere. the air. It's in your water from agricultural runoff. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. our parks. They have. You know, we walk down to the park. Going to go play with the kids. Take the dog for a run. You know, signs up. Spraying glyphosate. Glyphosate. Like you know, stay away. I'm like great. Yeah. It's in the air. Thanks. We're going to go touch it later. You know, it's it's everywhere. It, 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 mm -hmm. They spray our front verges with it. And yeah, there, there's been some midwives that I've been speaking to and the spray rate from when conception was in certain areas, they've seen an increase in birth defects. Like, oh yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's in, because it's a, it's a chelator, I mean, it discales your bones. So there you yeah. go, you have porosis, you got cavities. We blame it on we blame it on not having enough fluoride, but it's glyphosate that you know because it's picking your bone and vitamin D deficiency because of the oh. glyphosate in your liver. And so it's like, uh, do you guys add fluoride in your water? In we do. We're exactly oh. the same. And I'm I'm and I, and I wanted to get to this as well, which is a good lead on is that water here. Like I'm I'm always and I say to my students, I'm like, if you guys are drinking tap water. Like get out, <laughs> out, <laughs> because I, I'm so passionate about that. And if you don't have a reverse osmosis or even a distiller, like you, 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 you there's no point. Like we, we're just going to be re-clogging the filters in your body. There's just no point because we have so much agricultural runoff, pharmaceutical runoff, you know, bacteria is not just microorganisms, but the fact that fluoride and chloride, oh my goodness. It's... Uh... 
<laughs> so I cannot tell this to people. And this is, to me, this is health 101. Oh, absolutely. If you have supplements, like if you haven't taken care of your water, don't waste money on supplements mm-hmm. and don't waste money on expensive, you know, infrared saunas or expensive other stuff because you just continue to clog up the system. I, and the analogy to me is this. It's kind of like you have a pig that is rolling around the, the mud and you have, you're trying to hose it and trying to, you grab a little sponge and trying to clean it, but the pig keeps rolling around the mud. There's not much you could do if you keep rolling around the mud. Oh, I love that analogy. It's so good. <laughs> rolling around the mud so you could get cleaned up. That's yeah. it. I've got the cutest little pig in my mind. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just see this pig on its belly and you gotta, you're cleaning the belly and you, you, you have a hose, but the mud's still there. You're still running around. So, you know, water is so important. And uh, I don't know, uh, there's this website that you could check. It's called ewg.org. Yeah, and I think I think um, it may only be the U.S. Yeah, I think you have uh, listeners from the U.S. Sorry, you have listeners in the U.S. Yeah, we do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and so I think U.S. I think you can check some of the water. Yeah. So, so if you're in the U.S., go to ewg.org. Type in your zip code. And it basically tells you all the stuff that is in your water. And we all think that our water is cleaned because, you know, it's magically becomes uh, uh, this see-through substance that we see as water. But yeah, I mean, it, it, to clean, to go from sewer water, because our water comes from the sewer, whatever you pee out in the toilet, that's going to come back to you in tap water and then they're going to charge you money for it. That's your key one. <laughs> uh, right? People would just say, it's, it's out of sight, out of mind for everything, isn't it? But try to do that at home. I dare you to grab your, a bucket of pee and try to make it into a clean, uh, uh, just try to turn that into clean water. You're going to need a lot of harsh chemicals to do that. A lot. And it doesn't, it doesn't get cleaned up. Um, I think a few years ago, they did a test in major cities here in the U.S. And uh, Philadelphia was tested for 50 different types of pharmaceuticals in the water. It was tested for, it had traces of steroids. It has traces of antidepressants. It traces for basically everything that people are taking and peeing it out in the water. So that doesn't get cleaned out in the filtration system that the city has. You are consuming that. Every day you're cooking, you're showering with it, and that's the water that you are drinking. And um, not only that, but, uh, um, you know, we're, we're, we're um, a lot of the infrastructure uh, here, pipes that are here come from the Lincoln era. So you got a lot of, you know, even though lead pipes were uh, banned by the Congress uh, decades ago, we still have lead pipes because it's impossible to change the, the, the piping infrastructure. Yeah, and you yeah. also have uh, cast iron pipes from the Lincoln era that are super rusted and just broken. And so then you get, you know, agriculture runoff that seeps through those broken pipes. And, um, and then you have high levels of heavy metals and 
to add insult into the matter. They add the fluoride and they add, you know, all kinds of, they add chloride that, that basically destroys your, your gut bacteria and also destroys vitamin E. So, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no excuse, no excuse now, you know. There's absolutely no excuse. And, uh, oh, no, no, you know, and, and you can't just go to the store and grab bottles of, of, of bottled water that comes in plastic because that's just tap water. Even though it says artisanal or it says, you know, spring water, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be 100% spring water. It could be 5% spring water. And then the rest of it is tap water. <laughs> and then you mentioned the nanoplastics that you're, 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 you're accumulating in your liver, right? That is an issue that is ha- it, we see in the oceans, just nanoplastics that lower your immune system, mm-hmm. plastics that have phthalates that are endocrine disruptors. Um, it's, it's, we're getting bombarded everywhere. And uh, you know, get yourself, invest in a really good reverse osmosis system. They could be a little bit expensive in the beginning, but believe me, um, th- this will make a huge difference in your health. Um, there's also um, shower filters that you could get because you don't want to shower with chlorine and fluoride. Um, and uh, also, hey, ladies, like if you don't want your hair dye to turn red, you know, or your your blonde hair to turn green, like just get yourself a, a good shower system that. Uh, that stops your hair from turning different colors mm, because of the chemicals they add in. <laughs> what, what is happening to your organs when you're, I mean, if you see that happening to your hair, what's going to happen in your organs? Yeah. There's only right? so much, you know, toxin exposure we can handle before we overflow. And that's the skin conditions, the chronic diseases that come about the, you know, just even brain fog and tiredness. It's all that overload of toxins that our body is just too full. You know, our cup's gone and it's just overflowing. And our body can't deal with that anymore. It's, 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 you know, and we need to be reducing those as much as we can in all aspects. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, you just, you, you could save, your, save yourself from getting, getting kidney stones. Because <laughs> yeah. you're, you're popping rocks into your body from this, from this, uh, from this water. Oh, absolutely. So you're, what do you do for water every day? And I hear that you have a little bit of a concoction that you make up. So give me a bit of insight into that. So minerals, minerals and minerals are important. Mm. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I speak so much about magnesium because magnesium is the conductor through to uh, your, I mean, they say that there's 300 enzymes. There's yeah. no more, there's please 300. So, but it's the conductor to all the enzymes. And it's basically, um, you know, wherever calcium is, magnesium is to be there. And if you have an overflow of calcium, um, it's going to deplete your magnesium. And and, and you could you get your, I mean, there's a whole, if you go on my blog, a whole, I wrote a whole thing about water and minerals. But one of the things that I do is uh, after my water goes through reverse osmosis, um, I uh, take a tablespoon of uh, magnesium hydroxide and into a soda maker. So you grab yourself a cheap soda maker from, uh, you could get it on eBay, Amazon, whatever you get it from, um, and uh, uh, and get yourself a bag of um, magnesium hydroxide. If you buy those two, it's gonna be about a $60 investment, but it's gonna last you for a couple of years. 
so uh, what you do is you put uh, carbon dioxide, you infuse the water with carbon dioxide and you add a teaspoon of uh, magnesium hydroxide. That, that turns, the combination of, of magnesium hydroxide turns and carbon dioxide turns into magnesium bicarbonate. Mm. And magnesium bicarbonate, it only exists in water. Thousands of years ago, magnesium bicarbonate was abundant in water. That's where we got most of our minerals from, by the way. That's where we got uh, the majority of our minerals from. Yeah. Of our magnesium was water. We don't, we no longer have that, right? And most people expect to get it from their, their vegetables. We don't, long, no, it's because it's not longer in water, it's not longer in the soil, and so, um, it's, and it's so fascinating. I've not, I've never heard anyone doing this before. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. You've got me. <laughs> so you have to wait and I'll send you, I don't know if you could put it on the notes. I have a video that I made about it. It's very simple, but it's, it's, it's such a, how do I say it? If you have acid reflux or problems digesting, you need bicarbonate, yeah. right? You need it for for you need it for your pancreas you need it for your kidneys you need it for your liver and so believe me don't take anti-acid pills like just take magnesium bicarbonate if you have acid reflux because that's you need you know and, and to make bile to make bile to break down all the fats and everything that you're eating mm. you need you need it as well because that's what that's the body's uh soap the bile right mm. the, the body makes bile to clean up the fats and clean up everything else and so like help it like it's kind of like hiring a housekeeper, and then the housekeeper has no cleaning, no cleaning supplies, no no mop, no no uh, broom, and then you just expect the the housekeeper to clean your house, and then you come home and you're like, why haven't you cleaned my floors and my bathroom? And then she's just gonna look at you like, well, there's no cleaning supplies. Yeah, <laughs> so true, right? Yeah, so. So, uh, so what I do is, uh, so you're going to have a concentrate. So after you grab the, the bottle of, uh, um, just follow the instructions on your soda maker and then add one teaspoon, uh, one tablespoon to that. You um, make it into a carbonation, leave it in the fridge for about 24 hours. The water needs to be chilled. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be chilled to be able to bind into, uh, to, with the, uh, the minerals need to bind to the carbon dioxide. So it needs, it needs to be cold. Uh, leave it in the fridge for about 24 hours until you get sediment. So you get all the minerals that you, that, that, um, at the bottom of your glass. Can you see it here? No. Not this one. Yeah. Um, so that is going to be your concentrate. So now you grab a, a glass of your, uh, reverse osmosis water, just clean reverse osmosis water. And you're going to add, you're going to start with adding two teaspoons of your concentrate. And then that's what you're going to be drinking throughout the day. Don't start with a half a cup because it's going to give you a stomach ache. Yeah. And it's going to send you to the bathroom because uh, a lot of magnesium in your body could give you a little bit of the runs. So <laughs> it's such a, a cheap supplement. Like how, how fantastic is that? that isn't, it's amazing. You just get your magnesium in your water. Yeah. So cool. It. I love it. And it's, it's going to give you so much so much energy and it's gonna uh, keep you calm because like i said earlier the more stressed out you are the more magnesium you need Absolutely. and if you have enough magnesium your cortisol levels are not going to be so crazy 
Wow. Um, so do you put anything else in there as well or is that just it? That, and then that's the water you drink in the day? Um, I have two different recipes. If you don't, let's say if you have, if you have a diet that has, that is solid on calcium. Mm. So if you have, if you eat your calcium, and I'm, I'm always going to talk about, I don't supplement. The only, you know, I always think about when I say like taking off calcium, I mean it in food. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, I know, and I know a lot of people don't, you know, see uh, milk and and cheese as like, oh my god, that's not healthy. But believe me, it's it's all about the quality, not the food. And I'm a huge believer in anything that is grass fed, mm-hmm. and and uh, especially with milk, um, because you have all your fat soluble vitamins that 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 we don't get from anything else. Where do you get your fat soluble vitamins? And I'm talking about retinol, vitamin A, I'm talking about vitamin E, I'm talking about vitamin D, vitamin E. Where do you get your fat soluble vitamins? And if you're drinking milk that comes from pasteurized farms and uh, that is comes from conventional uh, uh, corn fed cows, that please just throw it down the toilet because that is just junk. That's gonna make you sick. Mm, absolutely. So that's the, that's the quality for everything, isn't it? Like the organic food, the, the grass-fed dairies, the grass-fed meats, you know, everything yeah. and, you know, fresh fish that's, you know, smaller that has no accumulation of the heavy metals. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's quality of everything that we're bringing in, quality of thoughts, emotions, everything. Exactly. I don't know what the laws in Australia are with raw milk. I know that there's certain parts in the States where it's banned and it's illegal, uh, Fortunately, here in California, we could get raw milk, but it's like, you know, once you go, it, once it goes through the pasteurization process, you start to kill a lot of the vitamins and you kill a lot of the, the beneficial bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, you also, you know, kill a lot of the proteins, a lot of the immunoglobulins that are going to help you with your immunity. Right now with COVID, you need a lot of immunoglobulins because those are the ones that are, the, there's the, that's the, what do you call it? The first step for is the the carp the you know the welcome mat for the for the for the viruses. If you don't have your welcome mat, like they're gonna come in, right? Or yeah. I don't know if that's an analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you need the immunoglobulins, and once it, once it goes through pasteurization, all of that is gone. Mm. And yeah, so the raw milk, yeah, we can get it as dog wash. What? <laughs> As in, like they sell it for as as dog wash milk. So that's how in the in the health food store you'll go into the section and there'll be some dog wash milk <laughs> or dog bath oh. milk they call it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that, you know you can buy it, but it's 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 labelled as an animal only product. It's probably not grass fed. It's probably corn fed. Huh? Probably, probably. I've not bought okay. it here. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you could get yourself uh, your hands on on some raw cheese. That's really good. It has also all the vitamins, that's the fat soluble vitamins, raw past, uh, grass fed. If you get uh, grass fed, uh, raw cheese, that you're, you're, you're set. Mm-hmm. You can also get some colostrum. There's a lot of companies that sell it as powder. And you get some grass fed colostrum. So you get some really good immunoglobulins there. And then you get some, some good stuff in there as well. And a lot. Yeah. Fun fact. The people that are lactose intolerant, right, do really well with raw milk. The reason why is because once you pasteurize the milk, you kill the lactase, which is the enzyme that breaks down lactose. Mm. 
Yeah, that's so, good. That's so good. Raw milk, raw milk has lactase. Mm. So I interrupted you. So with the high higher amounts of calcium, you're saying that sometimes you need something oh, yeah, else yeah. in water. Sorry, I went on a rant. <laughs> no, no, it was my fault. <laughs> yeah, so, so if you're not getting enough calcium through your diet, uh, then I would say I have another recipe for this and I add a pinch of uh, calcium carbonate. And uh, I also add potassium in there, a little pinch of it. And, uh, and I add uh, sodium bicarbonate as well. Mm-hmm. So sodium bicarbonate is the Uber, Uber driver to, for, this, uh, for the magnesium to go inside of the cells. Mm. So you need that. So I usually add it regardless into my water as well. But I have the recipes. It's not hard to make. It just seems very intimidating because you look like you are a crazy scientist in the kitchen. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a great thing. But but it's, it sounds, it looks very intimidating, but it's fun to make, I promise you. And it, the water that you make, the concentrate, is going to last you for about a month. And then as your body gets used to it and you can start increasing the dosage, I usually have about like this much of, of water and uh, I add about uh, one fourth of a cup, maybe half a cup sometimes, depending on my stress levels. Okay. Yeah. So you can then dose accordingly to how you're feeling in, in the days, weeks. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend taking magnesium as a supplement because it, it, now you're messing with, with uh, organic and inorganic minerals. And um, you know, a lot of us can't absorb that. No. The reabsorption of, of magnesium in, 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 in pills, it's very, very minimal. Oh, absolutely. And especially when you have something like Crohn's or, yeah. you know, inflammatory bowel conditions or anything, you know, celiacs, it's something that you have such lowered absorption of nutrients that you need to make it easy digestible. Otherwise, it's not getting in and you're wasting your money with the supplements. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's better to have it in water form, and you could, you could, you, you could, I mean, I add it into my smoothies. I, I, um, I, I add it into whatever. If I'm gonna cook, I, I use it. I use it for everything. Mm. And you have really clean water that is alive, that is no longer dead. Like, yeah. absolutely, with all those nasties included in it. Wow. Oh yeah. I love that. It's such a, a, a fantastic takeaway. I'm going to go and start finding myself a soda machine and go and start making my own. I'll have to feed back to you and see how I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's very simple. And then also it's really good for sleep. So because magnesium is not, you know, to help people sleep. And so because one of the reasons why is because it reduces stress. And the reason, the, the, the reason why most people can't sleep or wake up in the middle of the night is because of stress. That's mm-hmm. one of the one of reasons we're, we're chronically stressed we go we go to bed with stress and so um you know adrenaline keeps us up at night cortisol and adrenaline because they're supposed to be there for energy right if anything it's your fight, uh, fight, fight or flight yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. now ingrid i wanted to ask you about before we run out of time um your your routine during your day now and may it be you know saunas or anything crazy that you do what are your your favorite things to do for your health now you know that you really love uh okay so the first thing that i do in the morning uh i have to have a, uh, a smoothie that's that's my routine i have a smoothie in the mornings that keeps me um full for about four to six hours mm-hmm. uh if it's too cold 
I'll have a bowl of uh, a grass-fed bone broth. Yeah. By the way, that's a really good way to get minerals, by the way. Um, mm. And the really collagen, good. yeah? Collagen, basically, it, I mean, everything is so good in there. Um, you get the gelatin. Um, and um, uh, yeah, so I, I take bone broth and uh, in the mornings, uh, but mainly smoothies. Uh, and then um, I go, I have to have at least 10, 15 minutes in the sun. And, mm. But I, I have to go naked because I want to make sure that I get in my whole body is covered with, with the, uh, love from the sun. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm all for naked sunbathing. Yeah, That's what we should so, be doing. It's so important. And uh, I go barefoot and I'm outside and connecting with the earth and the electromagnetic fields from the earth. Mm. Uh, and then uh, uh, let's see, I have, and I have to go into my infrared sauna. So I have, I don't know if you can see it, but I have an infrared sauna. That's from clear light. Beautiful. Um, Do you like the clear light? I, um, I've got a sunlight at home, but um, I hear the clear light. I think it's a, it's a really old one though. Um, and that's got, has that got the, the red light in there as well? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. actually one of, their, one of their newest ones. It has a chakra lights too. Whoa, that's so cool. Pretty cool. I really like it. I literally just got it because uh, I was going into a, a place, a spa that had the infrared and I had a membership there. But after COVID, you know, everything closed and I was like, I need my infrared. <laughs> but I know that it's, you know, it's, it, it's, it's expensive, mm. but all these things you could get for free with nature. So yeah. red light, you could get it from the sun. So when you see the sky red, especially uh, sunrise and sunset, it's just, it's your chance to get some red light. And um, if you easily sunburn, that's because you are missing red light. So um, uh, you, uh, I used to sunburn, but after getting enough red light, it doesn't happen anymore. Mm, so, um, I agree. Yeah. And then I don't really, I don't take supplements. Uh, that's pretty much it. I, my whole routine is just whole foods. I just got, I just eat for whole, for, so if I feel like I'm missing an, a certain nutrient, I'll find it in a whole food and then I'll just take it like that. So if I know that I'm missing copper, I'll go and seek liver. Or if I'm missing choline, I'll have like, Oh, I have eggs. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'll try to get, to get everything from from Whole Foods, and uh, in their stress, there's days where I'm really stressed out. I uh, I'll take um, I'll take uh, ashwagandha. But the thing about ashwagandha is that you need it's such an American thing to just get the root. Uh, you need the entire plant as well as the leaves to be able to you know absorb it. And so uh, there's a company, and I'll send you the link for it, but it, they mm -hmm. have a whole plant, Omic Organics. Okay. So that's one of the only ones. And I talked to the owner and I said, why can't I find this? You know, why can't they just make it with the plants as well? It's like, well, it's because most people go for, go for, the, go for the, uh, the root, but what they don't know is that they also need the leaves. Mm -hmm. And so because they don't know, I don't really, I can't, I, it doesn't really sell. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that wow 
So, but that helps me. Like if I know that I'm stressed out, I'll take a couple before bedtime because I know that cortisol or adrenaline will wake me up at night. Yeah, absolutely. And so many people that um, have that issue, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that, so is there anything, um, so your routine, you know, smoothies, obviously every day, um, in the morning and then sunlight and nature, um, saunas are something that's really regular for you. And then all the whole foods that you require and, and looking at what you're needing. That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. And then look, I I don't, I don't believe in in diets. I'm not on a specific diet. I'm not on the keto diet. I'm not on, you know, any of those diets. I just believe that if you and listen to this, if you eat very clean, whole foods, and when I say clean, a lot of people don't like that word, but when I say clean, it's like grass-fed, go for the best of the best. Yeah. If you're going to have liver, go for pasture-raised, grass-fed, you know, liver. If you're going to go for milk, go for the grass-fed milk. And so it's just about minimizing the toxins that, are go, that go in, mm-hmm. maximizing the nutrients that go in. Yeah. And believe me, like a lot of people are scared of sugar, but I, you know, like I'm such a big believer in antioxidants, especially right now, because we're, you know, we live in a, the environments that we live in. It's all pollution and it's all, you know, it creates free radicals in your body and the stress that we have and, and uh, everything else is just full of free radicals. And so your body is basically rusting. <laughs> it is. Rusting. Yeah. Yeah, so you need to help, you know, the more stressed out you are, the more you're going to eat up your antioxidants. And the more toxins that you give your body, like heavy metals and um, glyphosate, the more you're going to deplete your antioxidants. So we're depleting our antioxidants pretty fast. And I tell people, you know, like, yeah, vegetables are great, but we cook them. And we, you know, by cooking them, we basically get rid of a lot of you know the antioxidants that are in this in these vegetables so please don't be scared of sugar right you have please have as a snack because i have so much food during the day uh have a snack whatever's in season just buy a bowl of fruit and if you are snacky or you feel hungry grab a peach grab a mango like go i mean there's no way i have never heard of anyone being becoming fat because they ate too much fruit. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, like I I haven't, you know, like since I started my routine, like I was, you know, once, I I, I don't want to say that I was pretty big, but I was, I lost, I lost about 30 pounds when I did the smoothies. Oh my goodness. uh, yeah, so after, you know, like, I, look, I, I eat all this stuff that people are scared of. Like, I eat the I eat milk. I eat, you know, uh, I don't cook with uh, olive oil. I'll cook with butter. Mm-hmm. I'll cook, yep. you know. So so if you eat very, very clean and mix amounts of toxins, believe me, like, just, just think about inflammation and just keeping how to keep inflammation down because that's the gateway for chronic diseases. And that's a, way, a gateway for, for gaining weight, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So just think about that. Just try to eat as much of anti-inflammatory foods as possible. And you don't have to worry about gaining weight. You don't have to worry about any of that. Yeah, I love that um, way of thinking. I, th- I think it's 
definitely over that that simplification of it I think needs to be more in the forefront rather than complicating everything with uh, avoid that take that just just balance as well as quality and and I think that that's just key we don't have to make all of this too complicated absolutely yeah. not so one more thing I want to ask you, Ingrid, is looking after your your movement and your mind. What are the go-to things for you? You know, how do you love to move, and how do you love to look after your mind, your emotions? You know, your emotionality, should I say? Oh, that's super important. I've never been asked that question, and I'm so happy that you asked that question. <laughs> no, really, that's because that's important. Emotional uh, taking care of your emotional health. It's, mm. it's, it's um. That's a good question. So I often see it like this. If I'm stressed out, I always picture myself as a child. And I look at myself, like I picture a child that's me, that's about eight years old. Mm -hmm. And I see that little child stressed out, stressed out about whatever that child's stressed out about or whatever I'm stressed out about. And then instead of like talking, you know, like, you're stupid. Why did you do that? Oh my God, you need to get up and get to work, blah, blah, blah. What are you doing? You got to sit down with that mm-hmm. little child and you got to talk to them and, and, and talk to in a way that you would talk a child. And that's how I basically take care of my emotional health by, you know, calming myself down and like talking to myself, you know, as if I were a child, like, okay, no, you, you, you don't have to worry about this. It's, it's going to be okay. Um, you know, very nurturing because I know that most people go throughout the day, like, look, Jody, if I called you stupid right now, you would be so angry at me. You probably, <laughs> why did you just say? If I say like, you're so stupid, you're dumb. But why, <laughs> why is it okay that we talk to ourselves like that? Why is that okay? I know. And, it, and it, it's worse than that in most people's heads, right? Exactly. Mm. So I always tell people, like, think about the things that, that people enjoy about you, that you like about yourself. It doesn't have to be physical. Like, it could be like, you know, oh, I like the way I make, you know, my son laugh. Mm. And then you think about, start thinking positive instead of, like, picking at yourself and looking at yourself in the mirror and, like, saying, you know, the negative, you know, like, oh, you, you're dumb or you can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Just think positive because that's what your, your, your cells will listen to you. They listen to you. Um, and they manifest the way you talk to yourself, they manifest. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a soothing. And then, you know, you could even bring it back to that oxytocin. You know, the more you're soothing tone with yourself, like you would with a child, like you say, or a baby, you know, it's okay. Shh, shh, shh. You know, that sort of tone really soothes us as adults as well. We still have that big part of us in, in there. So, yeah it's it's really that calming and nurturing I love that it's amazing mm-hmm. yeah yeah and what what about movement in that way as well I know like movement for we've got hydration and you know there's so many things that go out of balance in terms of women and men with movement you know fitness and those sorts of things what's what's your favorite go-to movement for you what looks after you um I have to, I love working out. So I usually set in the mornings, uh, the first thing I do is I set aside an hour and I work out and um, I do hit exercises, but depending how I feel, because I don't go crazy with them. Uh, I have my aura ring. Yeah. So depending on how I, how I slept, if yeah. I had really bad sleep, I wouldn't even push my body. 
Like you need to know your limits, right? Yeah. And I know that if uh, I'm going to have like stressful days at work or something very stressful is going to happen, I, I will make sure that I don't add any more stress into my body because um, I know that, that you know, working out on, an, on its own, is, it's, it's stress. You're adding free radicals into your body as well. So if you don't have a balance, if you have more free radicals coming into your body and you don't have the balance for that, then that could go wrong, mm. right? Absolutely. Um, uh, I don't, I, for as, as far as movement, I really, and we were just talking about this before starting the podcast. I, I have a, a stand-up desk yeah, and I don't, I'm not used to sitting down anymore. I'm standing <laughs> up and I do all my work from a stand-up desk and I move, like I'm not sitting in, I'm not standing in front of the computer the whole time. Like I'll take like 10 minute breaks. I'll, I'll walk around. And then, but I'm always, my, my body always has to be moving. And so I know, and I've been on the other opposite side of the spectrum. I've been there where like, I'm only sitting down and I feel like a slug, right? So <laughs> totally relate. I've been there. And so like, I, I know, you know, it, it takes practice, but you could do, I mean, if you're used to sitting on the couch or working from home in your computer and you're sitting all day, like for a whole week, Trust me, it's going to be a life changer. If you stand up and make a, you don't have to buy a stand-up desk. You could make it out of boxes, put it on top of, you know, your kitchen counter or whatever. And um, it, it's, it's, such, it's going to make such a big difference in your energy levels. And you're also going to have clarity because sitting down for long periods of time um, stops your oxygen from going into your brain. Mm, and those subtle movements that you actually make when you're standing, it's, it's moving you constantly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm moving and putting my feet up on the, on the desk, you know, so it's right now one foot is up and like I'm balancing with one foot. So it's like there's certain things that you can do um, and uh, just, just move it. You know, that's so funny that you said that. Uh, I was studying about uh, how animals um, de-stress. And the reason why I started looking into that is because I was looking at my dogs. And every time my dogs get stressed out about something, uh, there's two types of things that they do. Uh, if it's something stressful that happened, they could either, um, they yawn, they go, that's a way to like release stress, yawning. Yeah. But the big one that everyone sees is shake it. They shake it off. So yeah. <laughs> go and scare your dog. This is an experiment. Go scare your dog. And then like, they will, I guarantee that will shake it off after. But we're so, us human, and all mammals do that, by the way, all the mammals. So like, if you see videos of like, antelopes getting chased by, I don't know, a lion, and then like they get saved, they'll shake it off. Yeah, that's so, the, releasing that um, adrenaline, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> We're the only ones that don't do that. We're like thought, taught to not to keep it in. Yeah. So, so it's like shake it off. Like if there's something stressful, like go shake it out. Do some jumping jacks, but like do as your dog. That's Dogs are like the, the, the most beautiful teachers because they live in the moment. That's what Absolutely. we want to be. I don't want to be we don't want to be, you know, in the future. We want to be in the moment now. And that's where they are. I love that. I've never, now you've brought it to my attention. That's what our dog does. Yeah, it's so cool. I love it. I love that. Your your wisdom, wisdom and inspiration and knowledge, Ingrid, is just amazing. So I, I've been so lucky and blessed to be able to have you on here and have a chat. So I really thank you so much for giving up your time for oh, me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Blush. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I really and I, 
Oh, it, it was, yeah, it was so good to have you on. So, so thank you. And, you know, I, I got a lot of the questions covered, but I do have still lots more for you. So it would be good to have a catch up and see how you've been going and see how all the smoothies are. And, um, you know, I would love to get them started here as well. So yeah. we'll definitely uh, keep in touch in the future. Yeah, keep in touch. And for your, for your listeners, I wanted to give uh, 20% off for uh, it, the smoothies. So it's, uh, I think it was Revital Health 20 that you need. So Amazing. I think I've got it down, down here. And um, if you wanted to send through the link for your water recipe video, yeah. I'll add that oh, in there as well. Amazing. Yeah, that would yeah. be amazing. I'm sure I'll get lots of questions on that one. So yeah. thank you so much again. And I look forward to catching up again in the future soon. Bye. Bye. For listening to the Revital Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Revital Health, as well as our website, revitalhealth.com.au, for upcoming podcasts, workshops, and speaking events. Find out about specials happening in the clinic and all the show notes and links mentioned in the podcast. Please remember that this information discussed here is general information and it is not intended to diagnose or treat individuals. Please speak to your healthcare professional before embarking on any new treatments, lifestyle changes, medicines or supplementation to assess your suitability. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you again soon.